So one day I'm walking to the park with my son Ashton and my wife and our newborn baby at the time. And I come to the town of Clay uh, Park where they have all these disc golf holes. And uh, just so happens the day that we were there was a big tournament. They were there playing a massive, there's so many people there playing disc golf. And while we were there, I met today's guest, Josh, at the event. And he had his own tent and he was selling discs there. Uh, he owns a company called Rapid Rivers and they sell all different types of discs from all different kind of vendors and manufacturers. And uh, it was just really cool getting to know Josh because he is such a go-getter. He's extremely self-driven. And uh, it was really cool learning about his business. Uh, so I only had a chance to chat with him for maybe like five minutes when I met him at the park. And uh, I'm glad we connected because Josh is a really great dude. And uh, he puts out uh, such a cool store and a website. Make sure you check it out. It's rapid-rivers.com. Uh, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes below. So make sure you check those out and show Josh some love. It's Rapid Rivers. I think you guys will really enjoy the stuff that he puts out. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, please do me a favor and leave me a review. It helps my podcast grow. No extra cost to you. So without further ado, here is my friend Josh from Rapid Rivers. Josh met you at the town of clay tournament um, months ago when I was there at the park with my family, unexpected tournament going on town of clay disc golf tournament. And uh, I got to talking to you and I thought you had such a cool business. You were one of the vendors there, right? What's the name of your, uh, your company? Um, I am rapid rivers disc golf. Nice. Nice. And how long have you been playing disc golf? Um, been playing just a little over two years. Um, fairly wow. new to the game and uh, new to the the community. So uh, I like to go headlong into things, and and I, I have a lot of passion for everything that I do. So I mean, it was just uh, once I once I got the bite, it was it was all over. <laughs> yeah, that's how did you get into disc golf? Um, so a friend of mine from work asked me one day and he's all like, do you want to go out and play some disc golf? And I'm like, what's disc golf? You know, like I, I, I've seen a few of my other friends on Facebook play some things or play this. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, started doing some online research of it. I realized that there's some uh, pretty good uh, tutorials and then that there was a pretty good pro base. And then, you know, like I said, just got hooked and, and went down the rabbit hole of everything and anything and went out and started throwing, um, realized that I could throw pretty well. Um, I was looking at like the numbers that they would put on, uh, as far as like the suggested number for a putter would be 250 feet for uh, a pro or intermediate level, you know, so on and so forth. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like I, I actually like have a chance at doing something in this. So I just started <laughs> playing and i did uh, i immediately found a league down in binghamton um it's the greater binghamton disc golf league um they run it out of uh campville commons park um down in endicott uh, we also have a couple other courses uh, that they maintain uh, greek peak and coal park um but and they maintain playing. the fields and everything like they they yeah. cut the grass and everything um, to an extent, uh, so mostly the park people will cut the grass. Um, mm. we would be, uh, more for any layout changes, the installation of the baskets and the, uh, tee pads, so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, just got playing with these guys and realized like how cool of a community it was. Um, everybody's super open, super, um, accepting to every walk of life. Um, yeah. so nice. It was just, just one of those. Yeah, it was just like, oh, cool. Like, regardless of the sport, these are some pretty cool people. So, yeah. 
then just went from there. And then the next year, um, which was last year, I ended up playing in 15 tournaments. Um, Whoa, so, 15, dude? One five? Yeah. So, I mean, I just went all out. I, I, I wanted to play as much as I possibly could. Um, and at the same time, I had the business. So every single time I was playing, I was all like, hey, I have this business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, uh, there was, because um, I was playing a lot in the Albany area, um, and there was a guy in the Albany area pretty pretty strong. Um, he's no longer out there. Um, but it was still like, hey, check me out. Check me out. You know, and, and yeah. I, I made a lot of good relationships that way. Um, made got a a lot of good relationships in Syracuse that way. Um, and just started to build the community from there. So How, now where are you from Josh? Cause you've now said Albany, Binghamton, Endicott, like, um, so I'm in Sydney, New York. Uh, my physical address is Bainbridge, but I'm right outside the town of Sydney, New York. Um, oh, so okay. that's 30 minutes away from Oneana, uh, about 40 minutes away from Binghamton. Nice. Busy. That's, that's cool. And this all just trickled from somebody at work who got you in to disc golf, who just like on a whim was like, Josh, you want to go play with me? Yep. So he actually helped start the company too. Um, we, once we started to play disc golf and we started to order these discs in. Um, so my actual profession is a tool and die maker. And oh, wow. I work for Amphenol Aerospace as a tool and die maker my personal personally my job is a little bit more assembly related than it is say molding related um but i did learn uh all the aspects of the tool and die making of molds um so and work right next to a guy that does molding all day so Whoa. very familiar and we started getting these discs in and realizing that these molds are pretty poor quality and it's something that we think we could improve on. So we're like, hey, let's manufacture our own disc. And with that mindset, we progressed into where we are today. Well, so, do you make any of your discs? Not yet. Um, but we currently do have our mid-range designed, a putter designed. Um, we have the mold itself designed. Um, so it's just paying somebody to make it and away from away from there. What goes into designing a putter and a mold? Because I feel like now I've played, I don't know, man, like five, six years, but I don't, I don't do 15. I do like twice a year. Like I get out <laughs> when it's a nice day and I have time, you know, like I don't play as much. It seems like they all feel the same. So like what goes into your putter mold? There's a lot that goes into the process overall um i'm not even in the process as much as say the number one manufacturers are um or some of the top manufacturers so i can't really speak to all of that which goes into it but as far as what i've done is taken molds that i've liked um so like the mid-range when we started the mid-range we took the hex we took um the truth, the pathfinder. Um, actually, there, there was two more. The sabotage, I think, was one of them. And basically what we did is we measured everything on them. Um, we, That's cool. We got the PDGA numbers because you have to publish them. Um, so we were able to come up with something that we want. And um, we think it's going to do what we think it's you know, going to be made for. And the biggest thing is plastic. Um, everybody's got a different plastic and there's so many different plastics. Uh, yeah, but there's, gonna be so many, there's like, there's oh. some that are like bendable. Then there's some that I feel like if I bend, I'm going to snap it in half. Right. 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 For sure. And that's where I think that you find the big difference amongst everybody because it's not necessarily the base plastic as much as it is what they're putting it in to harden it. What are they putting it in to make it a little softer? What are they putting it in? You know, there's a lot of additives that go into the plastic. Um, they could put a, like a glass additive to give it a little bit more grip on there. Like, Whoa. you know, so like there's just so many different variants that go into this and not to mention like the molding process itself. Like 
the pressures, the heat, the cooling, like how you build your mold is going to be how, how it comes out differently. Like what you build your mold out of. I think a lot of the manufacturers are building molds out of aluminum and not out of steel um, because they want a quick turnaround. So you'll see big differences between the first disc out of the run and the last disc. Because Did you make yours out of aluminum or steel? No, ours will be out of steel. Oh, nice, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, you're only two years into this. Look how deep down the <laughs> rabbit hole you got, huh? So, yeah, that's just the manufacturing of the disc aspect, which we are super yeah. excited. But we did realize that we we are in the middle of an area which has no store. So we decided, hey, we could be retail too. And not only can we be retail, but we can bring our retail store out to the customers. And when they're playing, what better thing to look at or whatever when you're with this all time than some discs. <laughs> so, yeah. That's know. what I thought was so cool, dude, is I liked that. I was like, what a genius move because the now years ago, I've, I've had seen tournaments. I've never partaken in one, but I've always seen them happen and never have I seen a vendor there selling discs. Never. So it's really cool when I went there to the park and I was like, this dude's selling discs. This is very cool. This is a, a genius idea. How do you approach them about, about being a vendor at the tournaments? It's actually, it's a genius idea. I give them money. <laughs> oh, you give them money. Yeah. So, um, I don't have to, but I offer it because yeah. that's a, back to the community and, and how I build my relationships. Right. So, um, everybody wants to, to be the place that has the big tournament and that has the the most money um, to pay out towards the pros. And I'm able to provide some of my profit that I know that I'm going to make from going out towards their pro division. So they're more than welcome to have me, you know? So yeah, um, that makes it really and easy. And there's nobody else vendoring discs at these things. No, uh, like I said, there was the guy in Albany, um, but he's no longer out there. So now there's and even i'm going to a, a tournament in rochester and they said that they were having issues and problem not issues but problems finding people to come out uh to to build up the fly mart um so i mean not even some of the bigger stores that are out in the bigger areas are, are going out to the tournaments and i really feel like they're missing out uh, i feel like it's yeah. a big um benefit to have discs out in front of people when they can buy them um i don't physically have a physical store yet so that is one aspect that I'm lacking that a lot of these other places aren't, but um, everything's online. Everything's a whole online store or vendored in person at an event. Yes. Um, definitely more so up to date with the vendor uh, in person. I'm going to have uh, an order come in tomorrow and Friday, and then I vend on Sunday. So the chances of me getting that onto the website before I vend are slim. So yeah. it's a lot more up to date uh, in person. In all of these discs that you have, like on your website, they're just shipped to order. Like if you find something, you can order it and it ships right to your house. Yep. And how do you curate what ones you want to sell? Is it only the ones that you like? No, I mean, everything's generally for sale. Anything that I can get onto the website. Now, my website actually manages my inventory. Um, nice. So love to see that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, One last thing on your plate. The first year I had a separate inventory from my internet and a separate physical inventory. Ugh. And it was a nightmare. nightmare. I would have to sell this and then go home and take them off the website. So um, I did actually run into one instance last year where I sold a disc that I did not have. So I had to hey. buy one quickly online and then ship it to this guy <laughs> hey for the for the odds that are out there that's not too bad man only one time you had a fudge up that's that's pretty good you know yeah. uh that is sweet so like you the idea is like you make a large order before you go to a tournament and then uh whatever's left over basically goes on the website yeah i i would say it's if i can get it in time I'll put everything on the website and go there with my entire inventory. I won't generally keep anything away or keep anything off. It's just a matter of whether or not I had on, had time. 
I don't like to have stuff on there that doesn't have pictures. And if you go on there right now, you'll find a bunch of stuff that had, that doesn't have pictures. And it's just, it's, it's hard for you to buy something that doesn't have a picture. So, yeah, right. Especially um, a disc, like right. some people I know friends of mine who literally have bought, bought disc myself included because the picture on the front looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, for sure. This one right here. Nope. Yep. That one right there. Right there. What's That's that? A, What's on it? It's a Lozado. Oh, those things are adorable. So it's the Simon Lozado one. Dude, that's so. amazing. Yeah. And this is a, so cool that like the dark started this business kind of like on a whim. How many people are, are working with you? Is it just you and your buddy? Um. Well, my buddy's not really with me. Um. He came out a lot last year um this year it's just taken a lot for him to try to get out so um he's just kind of stepped back and it's just basically me um so we're at 21 events this year too so Whoa. we i'm going out a little bit <laughs> yeah man holy cow do you have uh, a do you have a wife or kids at all yeah i have an 11 year old daughter um nice. No wife, but an eleven-year-old daughter. Does uh, she, she love disc golf? She <laughs> she keeps me busy. Yeah, she's not as much into it as I am. Now she does pick it up out back and throw it around, and I have yeah. worked with her a little bit on stuff. But it's a very much she's very independent. So dad is not the person to give her advice. It has to be somebody yeah. else, or else you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she's not not quite into it. But last week. Uh, two weeks ago uh, she came out to a tournament with me for the first time and it's a lot we had 123 people out at clay and for the clay park classic and we had a lemonade stand and she ended up killing it with the lemonade stand so she she had a blast so it was, really good. it was really good and she's wanted to come back out afterwards so if that's what it takes to get her out i mean she's 11 but it's never too soon to teach kids a little bit about commerce and you know all that yeah stuff so. and uh entrepreneurship entrepreneur i never say that word right i always yeah. like double guess myself <laughs> when i say that word you know that's cool man like two years in you dive deep into it what yeah. is like one of the biggest tournaments you've been to i hear clay has a huge turnout yes. compared to other areas so clay obviously Syracuse, um, Syracuse, more populous, more people to play. Um, I'm not from an area where I think I'm the only disc golfer within about 30 miles. So yeah, right, right. Um, it's just not big in my area yet. Uh, but it has, you know, you see it growing in the cities a little bit quicker than rural areas, which is what it is. So versus like Rochester, yeah, Syracuse, no, Rochester, Buffalo. Is, Rochester is the birthplace of disc golf. Um, is it? I didn't know that first tournament ever held was held in Rochester. Um, oh, so this the 25th through the 27th of this month is the American flying discs open 50th anniversary. So that is the 50th anniversary wow. of the first tournament ever. So um, pretty cool. And we are a gold level sponsor for that event. So we are going to have all of our course signage on one hole and it will be on the disc golf pro tour coverage. So you will be able to see Rapid River signs and banners up on a hole. Um, so that'll be that. pretty. The idea of Rapid Rivers. Where's the name come from? I don't remember exactly how we came up with it. Um, we both live on the Susquehanna. Um, I was raised on the Susquehanna, if you if you want to say it that way. It's not like a really big river up here, as opposed to like Harrisburg, but. So born and raised on the Susquehanna, it's a river. Uh, we did a bunch of different river variations. Uh, we got another river that's coming into the Susquehanna right close to us. So uh, kind of right in the middle of two rivers. So we came up with a bunch of names and it just ended up Rapid Rivers kind of rolls yeah. off the tongue. Um, there's, uh, you got to look at everything when you're trying to build something. I'm trying to build a brand. So I needed a name that I can use that was easy to say, recognizable, has a color code to it. Like it has its own, obviously you see everything I have is blue. So um, 
try to we have a flow mentality that we tap into as far as like the total immersing in your activity to the point of not consciously knowing you're doing this activity um you'll hear that a lot on pro coverage uh people will say that when they win to tournaments that they weren't thinking about it they were just yeah. playing um so that's where all of that kind of you know we had to build up from there and just make sure that we were able to check all those boxes with the that's um it's funny you say flow state because that's a that's a big important part to i do a lot of martial arts that's where i spend most of my time and that is a big part of martial arts like just being able to like flow through things and not think of things because you're trying to make your body just react and respond and try not to think too much because when you think about the bills you owe or you got to go do this for work. Oh, you forgot to go pick up groceries. Guess what? Your game's going to suck. You're now getting, uh, you're going to be plus seven over on your hole because you're thinking about other stuff. Yeah. Yep. 100%. It's isn't that crazy that that's, that's how, how do you get to a flow state in disc golf? Like how do people do it? Is it just with practice? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's, you can't, you have to practice the mental aspect of it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of throwing mechanics, but there's nothing that's going to prove, um, uh, provide you. There's nothing that's going to give you a better chance at winning a singles sport than mental game. Um, I don't care what your athletic ability is. If you any sport, dude, any sport that comes down to a singles format, you're gonna have a an issue so it's not only that but it's in work like you were just saying you know you got bills you don't want to think about all this stuff because you're gonna play worse you know there's a lot to it i don't know how people practice it besides once they know and recognize hey i'm getting in my head you know breathe yeah being conscious about when those intrusive thoughts come in Right, right. You, yeah. you know, just I think that's the everybody has their own little thing that they can do. It's just recognizing that, hey, I should not tell myself. And I and I do it with all the people that I play. They get up and they're like, I never make this putt. And it's like, well, you'll never will if you keep saying that you never make it. Like, yeah, yeah you may miss it a lot of the times, but you have to be in the mindset of positivity. Like, like this is. And I think a lot of the flow expect or the flow state is no expectation. Um, you you've trained yourself for this. Let yourself do it. You know, mm-hmm. don't get in your head. You know the shot you want. Pick the shot that you want. Pick the disc out. Throw it. You know that's that's all there is to it. It's a pretty simple game when it comes down to it. But uh, when you uh, boil it down, pick a yeah. disc, throw it in the direction, dude. Right. But the game, the what they call what the six-inch game, the game in between the ears is is yeah. that's, that's the number one game in the world. I mean, you know, we've went into a lot of mental illness awareness over the past, you know, ten to fifteen years, um, and it's something that we also are trying to you know be aware of and and help people through in disc golf. Um, disc golf for me is a really big way to just. Uh, it's the thing that I love. It's something that I want to go out and do to get my mind off of the things that are bothering me and so on. So um, a lot of people use this for an outlet for mental health. And uh, we want to make sure that we always create a community and an atmosphere in which is accepting and inclusive to everybody, because the last thing we want to do is make somebody feel like that they're not involved and they're not, you know, no matter what, we don't care if you throw the thing 750 times, like, that's fine. That's not why we're out here. We're out here to have, to have fun. Time. Yeah. Walk around. The giggle giggle yeah. with your friends. Oh, yeah. you a little bit. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mission accomplished, bro. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Did you hit every tree in here? Yep. <laughs> That's okay. It's all, right. it's all right. You got all your fingers. Life is yep. good. No worries. Yeah, exactly. Now, you talk a lot about it. Um, like building this brand and figuring out how you can grow it. What went into, uh, just kind of like getting this knowledge on how to market a business, how to brand a business. Is this again, all self-taught like disc golf was for you? Uh, pretty much. Um, my family was kind of uh, big into entrepreneurship. 
my mother was a stay-at-home mom but didn't necessarily want to be um so she did a lot of things on her own uh she had her own avon business um she did some side jobs for my grandmother who worked for nice egg um and then she ended up opening a pet store and she opened a pet store and had that for five or six years and then transitioned into an ebay store um, when ebay was really big i had that for quite a while did a lot of antique stuff so um from a young age 10 or 11 i was helping her behind the cash register and stuff so i had a business mindset then um so i think that that definitely helped me Uh, but for the most part i i have no idea you know it's just all about uh, you know what works what doesn't work what what have i seen that works on me um you know ask questions ask a lot of questions don't don't be shy like you you can't be shy if you want to succeed you got to you got to take chances, make mistakes and and uh, know what you know and admit what you don't and and, and make your weaknesses your strengths and and just go there. So, yeah, it's definitely all self-taught. I have no college background in business whatsoever. Um, it's been a lot learning all of the financials behind all of it. Um, that's been the most difficult part for sure. Marketing's pretty easy. Um People want to buy financial book work. What's that? It's all that book work that's involved. So bad. So bad. And it's just tracking everything. And it's all like, why, why am I missing 37 cents? Where's this 37 cents? Yeah. (laughs) It's like you just part of you just want to throw a freaking quarter, a dime, and a penny on the (laughs) goddamn table. It's like like, there it is. I fucking found it. Um but yeah, so like I said, all self-taught, self-learning. Just uh, right now, <laughs> I just picked up a HTML and CSS book, uh, which I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's all web design. Um, so it's just and web. So is this the Rapid Rivers website? Uh, by the way, rapid-rivers.com uh, yes. is about to get a face facelift here. Um, it's by the time that you post this video, it will be different. I worked on it for the past two days. It's ready. All I need to do is just click the button. So um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be added to it. Uh, There's this new over here. There's this new game. Oh, Birdie Pro. There's this new game coming out that we're going to have on Friday, which we're going to push pretty heavy. Um, There's this new disc coming out this week. Um, So you had asked me or uh, made comments about, you know, do I save some and, and then put stuff on live later? This new stuff that's coming in, kind of. Um, I do have a tournament on Sunday, and I do have to pay out and uh, player pack to 20 or 50, 55 people. Something like um, so I have to know that I have 55 discs basically available, which I do. I have about 500 in inventory, roughly. Um, and on this new order, I've got like 30 or 40 coming in, but they're new. They're new releases within the past month, week, depending on manufacturer, because I have two different orders coming in. So these are only going to be available to my in-person sales. Whatever I do have left over, I will put on the internet, uh, on my online store. So that will, it is kind of more of a benefit there to to come out and see me in person, which generally we're posting on on our Facebook Um it has been really hard to keep up with everything and every aspect of what it is to grow this. So some things slack from time to time, which, you know, they'll get better when I can not have to do my 40 hour a week job or 50 yeah. rather, and then focus on this full time. But I'm a real estate agent as my full time gig. And that is honestly one of my biggest struggles is because there's so many aspects to my job because it's almost like running my well it is running my own business right like i i have to do all my numbers i have to do my financings i have to make sure my paperwork is in line so the department of state isn't finding me i have to do social media then after i do that i have to do prospecting i have to do media marketing and then i have to do this 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 and it's like sometimes you feel like you're treading water but i always remind myself just one step at a time and It'll get done. It's not, it's there, there are people dying out there. And if I don't post something on social media, people aren't going to be upset. You know what I mean? Like 
like they're not going to be crawling. But there's that other aspect, that other voice in me that's like, dude, you better post on social media. Or you get no sales, dude. Right? Like you got that little voice that you're battling, right? If, sure. uh, if I was your mentor, I'd be like, hire out. Hire everybody to do your social media. You should have somebody else doing your social media. And that's easier said than done when you're just starting a business and trying to cut the cord from your full-time job. Like, is that the idea? Like you want to go from full-time job, what you're doing to this being your full gig? Yes. 100%. And do you have like a five-year plan? Like, do you, do you feel like in five years I'm going to be there or is it just kind of like, I'm just taking it day by day? Um, 100% five-year plan, three-year plan, one-year plan, 10-year plan. We got it all. Dude. <laughs> 13 is a brand founded for the creators, the innovators, and the motivators. For the people who get up every single day and strive to be better and leave a positive mark on this world. 13 is a fantastic clothing company and the people that are behind it are passionate, creative, and some of the nicest people I have ever met. All of their stuff looks great, it's comfy, all the designs are so, so super cool. 13 has some of my favorite t-shirts and seriously my favorite pair of sweatpants I have ever worn. 13 has been a longtime sponsor and supporter of the Corey cast and they wanted to extend their love to you the listener. So when you check out their website at thur 13 en.com fill your cart with some cool hats hoodies sweatpants just make sure you use the code word CoreyCast at checkout and you're going to save yourself a little bit of money thur13en.com make sure you tell them Corey sent you so this, break it down what's what's your one year plan look like one year plan is this is is quit the job like um i believe in less than one year um, I can do disc golf full time. I can support Whoa. myself to make um, a good amount of money. Um, we are on track to do about six times what we did last year. And Dang, dude. What now, do you think contributes to that? Just going to more tournaments? Yes. And increase in inventory. So cool. last year, I didn't really know anything. Um, this year, I've, I'm a quick learner. So I've learned what sells what people want, what is marketable in my area. And like these, these things right here, mm -hmm. I got 20 of those, I think. And I sold them in three days. Whoa. So, like being on top of those type of drops, like that's, you have to have the hot items because people want the hot items. So right. I'm building a nice stock inventory, but um, my sales are definitely contributed to um, the relationships that I built last year and uh, the willingness of donating to everybody's funds for stuff. Um, I give a lot of CTP prizes out. I give a lot of um, raffle prizes, a lot of bags and stuff like that. I donate to them. So they see that I'm trying to help them and, and they want to help me. So a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that support. So they're willing to to you know give me a shot and realize that if i'm the same price as everybody else why not buy from me <laughs> right right, right. So, now josh what's your five-year plan um five-year plan is a piece of property whoa uh, piece of property yeah yeah okay. i believe i believe within five years i can secure uh a big enough piece of property to do what i want that's uh, cool like you that, want a warehouse so you can store all these discs basically well the piece of property is going to be probably two two different um functions one function okay. will be a warehouse type facility which will also have a machine shop with the molding uh, capabilities so i would like to be my own mold uh, injection molding company um even with me making the tooling for my molds i'm still bringing them to an injection molding company for them to run the plastic through so right now there is a lot of benefit to that because it's low cost um, as far as I don't have to maintain the machines or anything like that. Um, right. But I do have to wait for their production schedules and so on and so forth. But yeah, five year, five years, definitely. Um, I'm going to have a whole line of discs. Um, I plan on doing three to five molds a year. So by five, we're looking at 20, 20 molds. 
So five-year plans, 20 molds, my own, uh, at least started on my own warehouse facility where I can start manufacturing my own discs. And I'm going to have a course and I'm going to have a pro shop on the course. And the course will be an elite level course in an area which can support an elite level event. And um, I'm, that's the whole mindset behind it is to get now, the into New York. You when you, you say area that supports it, it doesn't sound like your area, right? No. Are you looking to like move to a different city that can support that? Not personally, but I'm definitely would be looking to purchase the land in that type of area. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I mean, I don't mind the area that I'm in and I see a lot of potential in the area that I'm in. I'm not sure that Sydney could hold that many people. Now I, we just ended up having this, this Southern tier music festival um, at our airport, which had like a few thousand people at it, I guess. So I guess it's not, not uh, necessarily out of the question. And I'm sure that but, my town would love it. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, Albany, way more dense population. Um, yeah. Oneana's got some potential. Oneana's got some seriously untapped potential. You have like uh, SUNY, uh, you have Hartwick and SUNY Oneana there. Two big colleges, two big named colleges with each one of them with like 200 acres of rolling hills land in the woods. So um, my one of my goals for the next five years business-wise is to have um, a course put in an Oneana College. I think Oneana College is the first opportunity that this area would have for any elite level event um, because it would be a brand new course specifically designed for an elite level event and it's a at a college so it can hold thousands of people with no problem and oneana is a city i mean you have plenty of hotels um, so very big area yeah that would be that would be pretty cool man that would be uh that'd be pretty big and i love that that you set these goals do you have like benchmarks written out to make sure you hit the goals or yeah there's a couple of them or like three three year stuff but um, yeah, I mean, it's just not as much bench works as much as laying out what it takes to do this. Okay. Yeah. This is the goal. These are the steps to take the goal. This step is going to take three months. This step's going to take three months. This step's going to take two days, you know, like just laying it all out and figuring out how to, how to climb the ladder to get there. Um, yeah. but it's, it's really cool and unique because it's a new sport. It's a growing sport. Nobody else is doing it in the area. So it's big. I feel like it's blown up so much over the last like five years. Yeah. Now COVID really, really helped it. Um, yeah. It helped a lot of hobbies to be honest. Yeah. But any of for sure. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure golf itself took a really big increase too. Um, anything that puts you outside and away from people was perfect. And yeah. 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 Got like a, a theoretical, $50 entry price point. Now, anybody that knows, oh, yeah, this one. Like, I mean, that's like a $50 disc itself. Now, yeah. I got that through the store, so I didn't pay that, but I've got a whole bunch downstairs that you don't just buy a few discs in a little bag. You're yeah. you're buying discs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, cool looking ones. Like, I had, uh, when I first got into it, uh, my friend John Hass like 2016 it was like an eight hole course in this little park by us we went to walmart we bought a pack of three franklin disc golfs discs that were like so terrible quality dog shit and it was like 30 dollars for the three of them right so listen whoever's listening right now do not make that same mistake i did instead Josh, are there a good recommendation for like a starter kit for like a short range, long range and a putter that someone can buy? Yeah, for sure. Now, like you said, though, there are ranges of quality. You can find these really shitty ones and then you can find some pretty good ones. Um, any of your main manufacturers, Dynamic Discs, um, Prodigy, um, Disc Mania, all of these people will have starter packs they'll have a three disc starter pack which comes with a putter mid-range and some sort of fairway driver or distance driver generally speaking usually a fairway driver because it's a little slower a little easier to throw for the uh amateurs so um yeah 
I don't have, or I have one brand. It's called XCOM. Um, it's a really low price point. It's only $20 uh, MSRP. So it's really easy to get somebody involved in it. And they actually have some five disc sets with a bag for around 50 oh. bucks. So for $50, you get a yeah. bag too. So it's um, something that I've just tried to get people involved. I mean, your first set is not going to be the set you play with. So to yeah, the, that yeah. Franklin set, I do not, I don't know what happened <laughs> that Franklin set. <laughs> so, I mean, just to get somebody involved, it's all about the price point as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. The lower cost that anybody can, you know, have to get involved in something, the better chance you are for them to get involved in it. So, which is why you find a lot of these courses at public parks. Like this is the, the birth of disc golf went into public areas to get more people involved. And now with over the next five years, you're going to see that disc golf is going to go completely away from the public parks into the private sector. And this is why a hundred percent. But that's also the reason why I love disc golf is because I don't have to pay you won't like a, an entry course. fee to go in. Right. You won't find that. And the I can just kind of like pop in and do what I play some holes and then bounce, you know? Yeah, you won't find the courses leaving. Uh, the courses will always be there. You'll just find the pro tour stop going to public courses. You know, they yeah. have to deal with people revving their engines in the background and doing burnout <laughs> and stuff like that. And kids swinging on swings and you know, yeah, yeah. Slightly annoying when you're trying to put together a, you know, three thousand three hundred thousand dollar added cash tournament at a public park with you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the one hole I always laugh. The one hole that's in uh, Clay, where it's like the last hole, and it's a long drive from uh, tee off to the hole, and it's like there's a basketball court, there's like a <laughs> playground not too far, and you always hear that ball boom, boom. Boom, boom. You're like, oh, I'm just trying to throw. I got to get in the flow mindset. I got to get in the flow mindset. <laughs> but hey, listen, I'm playing with my friend Mike and having a couple day beers. You know, I'm not playing for $300,000, dude. That's a lot of money to be on the line. A lot yep. of money to be on the line. The, I do believe it's Worlds, um, but two, LL Bean is adding 275000 added cash, I do believe. So, Whoa. and now you're starting to see that. That's LL Bean. That's the first time that they've been. LL Bean. Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty big company. So, wow. you've seen Bushnell. Um, that's pretty cool. Bushnell's made some disc golf rangefinders and some disc golf what they call jockeys, which are the little speakers, so you can tell how far away you are from the basket. Um, so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool technology that's starting to come out, and this is and like I said back to being excited about being where I am is the growth right now is insane. We're in the innovative growth of disc golf. We have not plateaued on our memberships. Um, we thought that after COVID it was going to go down and it ended up staying the same, actually increased in percentage wise. So it was like, Oh, this is here to stay. So um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting to see all the stuff coming out. Uh, we personally have come out with a brand new product uh, this year. Um, it's called the Rapid Routes Logbook. Um, it's the equivalent to a golf yardage book. And if you don't know what a yardage book in golf is, um, they would get, basically, if you've ever watched any golf, you've seen a caddy stand next to the player with a book in his hand and flipping through papers and stuff. That's a, that's a yardage book. It's saying, <laughs> hey, Tiger, you've got... 226 yards from here to the front of that bunker, um, play it into the middle, play a draw, let it fall, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. disc golf that's wild. Out. That's cool that you could see that in our lifetime with disc golf. Cause like, dude, my vision of disc golf is so much different because like, it's literally twice a year. I play with my friend, Eric or Mike. We have a couple of beers while we're out there and it's like, you're a little tipsy. You're like, Oh, that's about a hundred yards. I think. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, there's some cool technology out there. That's really helping like evolve the sport and move it forward. That is cool. What went into you putting that book together? Uh, Like I said, just seeing the need, you know, I'm, I'm a very, Well, one, everybody wants a get rich and die scheme, right? Like just, yeah, right. just one and done, just woo, we're, we're good. So I'm always looking for new stuff to build. 
And with the company, you know, the disc is stupidly profitable. Um, can't wait to start producing a disc because the manufacturers that are out there right now, they're making, they're posting $20 million a year um, earnings and wow. um, they're selling out of stuff like all the yeah. time. So it's like, there's such yeah. a demand. Yeah. Um, but so we were just looking, you know, uh, what, what kind of products can we bring into the disc golf that's not in disc golf right now? And it's like, well, how do you not look at golf and compare side by side, literally everything? And right. like, well, what about a caddy book? We have in disc golf caddy books. If you go to any uh, big event, well, actually not even big event, some C tiers and B tiers have them as well. Um, if you go to any of these events, they'll send you the course laid out with the OB, um, anything that you might need to know, elevation changes. Ooh. Ooh, elevation changes too. Wow. That's uh, yeah, crazy. stuff like that. Um, just general shot shape, whatever. Uh, so we wanted to bring that off of the computer and into your hand. So we said, oh, well, how do we do that? And we said, oh, we've already got a yardage book in golf. So let's kind of use that same concept and go with that. Started working with a designer, came up with what we got, and here we are. First cool. rendition of it. So now um, you don't have to give your secret sauce, but how do you purchase what you sell on the website? Is it through directly through manufacturers, or is there like one website where you order bulk order everything? No, everything is through each individual manufacturer. There are some individual manufacturers like Thought Space. Um, mint um some of those are actually manufactured by bigger manufacturers so mvp um mvp disc sports which is the manufacturer of this disc right behind me um also has the brand axiom streamlined they make thoughts-based discs they make mint discs so they make quite a few um so no i work with each manufacturer each manufacturer has its own different ordering process um, MVP, Damn. right? MVP, was, that's gotta be a pain, huh? Oh, it's such a pain. Such yeah. a pain. <laughs> and it's like, and this is, like I said, going forward, some of the things is like, I want to design a program that everybody can use. That's the same for wholesale because this is fucking stupid sometimes. Yeah. But right. it's just, you know, one company uses an Excel document. The other company uses like Shopify. The other uses their own made website, which right. is completely different than anything else. And, it's just, it's, it's a, such a pain. But, well, we're um, seeing like, I, I can't say infancy a sport in its infancy because clearly it's been around forever, but it just has right, never right. seen it's populous. It's, it's uh, the Correct. popularity it sees now. So it's like these innovations, somebody had to do when they were selling jewelry and ordering from multiple manufacturers. So there's somebody who's going to do it. It's probably going to be you, dude, because you are the one that's like innovative enough to like yeah, think there's... outside the box for these things. You know, yeah. we don't have anybody in Syracuse. That's like uh, a big uh, disc golf only retailer. We have like played against sports. They, they have some that they sell. There's some refurbished ones and there's some newer ones, but here in Syracuse, we don't have much of a, much of a spot there's no like designated disc golf place you, you know have one guy out in fulton um jason chamberlain oh okay chamberlain's 3d printing chamber chamberlain sports um he's actually got a course at his thing now too so um little oh, shout out but yep oh, okay uh, that's not that's like a half hour for me that's not bad he only vends i think i've only seen him vend once or twice a year like come out but he's got a good selection at his store so that's cool. Um, but definitely like as far as not having anybody specific, I've I've already wanted to franchise out and have a little store in Syracuse and Binghamton, Albany and, and Buffalo and baby steps, Josh. Know. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, my guy. <laughs> One bite at a time. I'm I have a big problem with that. I yeah, I'm, it's okay, but that's it's people like you that get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> in this world people like you that move the ball forward is what Thank we you. need you know what i mean i appreciate that yeah um do you have any good advice for someone who is looking to get into the sport find a club find a local club 
What's the best way to find a club, Josh? Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Google, Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of social media, but as far as like for business and for this type of stuff, it works so well. Um, There's a Facebook page for just about every area within 45 minutes of you, whether it be the greater Binghamton area, um, the Syracuse area, the Albany area, Rochester, they have ADK, uh, the Adirondacks up in um, Poughkeepsie area, I do believe. So there's a bunch of clubs around. There's Cortland um, or Corning, excuse me. There's a club out in Corning. So, yeah, just go out to a club. Uh, it'll cost you if you want to. If you want to play, pay to play, you don't have to. But it usually costs you five to seven bucks. And what that covers is your prize money because they'll pay that basically all back out usually save a dollar of it for the club yeah. for um, fees to improve things but you'll find a great community of very helpful people people that will help you um, with your form people that will help you tell you what store to buy from hopefully it's rapid rivers um, <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean if it, and it depends on what you want to do if it's like you you want to you, you know just go out and hang out drink some beer and you know have a good time with your friends um, you know, there's not really much involved in doing that. Uh, if you want to go pro, there's m- millions of, not millions, there's hundreds of thousands of videos and, and hours of content. Dude, I would say million, I would say there's probably millions of videos of disc golf <laughs> online. I <laughs> bet you, but I bet you, you probably have to sift through the shit. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And well, like you said, I mean, it has been around forever. I think it was the late eighties and maybe even the late seventies. It was possibly. I'm not entirely sure I'm a history and it's been a day. So yeah, for sure. yeah for <laughs> I look sure. at numbers all the day, all the time. So it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> you look at numbers all day and it's just kind of like, yep. like what, what, when did that happen? It's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, last question I have for you. Uh, what is the favorite spot you like to go and shoot 18 holes? 18 holes, definitely Cole Park, and that's just because it's close to me. It's 25 minutes for me. So um, that's Nathaniel Cole Park in Harpersville. Um, so let me see how far that is. I bet you that's kind of far from me. It's a beautiful course. It overlooks one of the big lakes that they have there. What's it called? Uh, Nathaniel Cole Park. Cole Park, yep. Let's see. Drum roll. Directions. Don't read the reviews. Hour and a half. It takes me to get there. <laughs> I'm from Syracuse, so it takes me uh, quite a haul to get there. But what do you love about that course? Why is it your favorite? Is it just because it's close to home, easy to get to? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be, yeah, pretty much, that's a big factor in it. The other big factor is that it's a good course. It's very well designed. Um, it's challenging. So... That's what I'm looking for. I'm always looking to improve. I'm not really necessarily looking to go out there and just, you know, throw for whatever. So I like to be challenged. So that's. I feel like Josh, you're the kind of guy who like he gets out to the, to the what's the cement square called? There's a term for it. The T. What the fuck? What is that called? Yep. The T. I imagine you're the kind of guy who goes out to the T, and you have like a system. Where like you know you like hold it, you shake a couple times, eyes up, like you, you try to do it so you get locked in. You know, like a professional basketball player like spins the ball a couple times. Yep. Do you have a pattern? So you remember the very beginning when I said that like I get nervous. That this goes back to this whole like terrible anxiety thing. So as soon as I get up there, I'm like and I just throw it into the first tree that I find. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, no, that's one of the things that I would say is a great way for mental, uh, to improve your mental game is to have something that you regularly do every single time. And I'm unfortunately not that person. I'd like yeah. to, I, I have some things, but I'm not as, uh, um, consistent as I need to be. <laughs> you don't have to have that type of structure in your life, man. It's, it's all I'm, good. It's I'm organized. Yeah organized yeah. chaos, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> organized chaos 
Pissing in the wind. That's my style, dude. Give me a couple beers. Let me throw the disc. Let me just see what the hell happens. You know, no, <laughs> no, no kid learned how to walk by putting a foot forward and going, okay, can I go? No, they yeah. fucking leaned all the way forward and just went. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. thousand percent. We're going to fall down. Um, we're going to get back up. And <laughs> we're going to be able to run better, you know, and that's we get to the point where we stop falling down so much. And you're going to look in and you're going to be like, hey, I interviewed Josh, who's the he owns this multi-million dollar company. Dang. Um, that's the goal. I can't wait. I can't wait for the the interview in five years when oh, you are managing like five franchises, one in each awesome city. And like you're running your own pro course and your website's so, blown up online. I'm looking I, forward to that moment. <laughs> my sister actually lives in uh, Virginia. So there's already been plans to go down to a few courses in Virginia and, and um, help out with some tournaments down there and vend at some tournaments down there. And then my yeah. aunt lives down in Florida right next to a really, really good course, which literally like five minutes away from a really, really good course. So oh. pretty easy to go down to her house and do the same thing. So there's already it, it's already in the plans for hopefully next year. Um, like I said, if this is a full time gig, it's going to be a lot easier to do those things. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I wish you I wish you could have interviewed me a year ago and, and seen the difference. Yeah. Between you're going today because i mean we went from two little 10 by 10 pop-ups to a 20 by 10 with you know eight tables of just full of stuff we went from a couple hundred discs to over 500 and next year i i hope to actually by the end of this year i hope to have over a thousand in stock um i hope that i'm bringing out close to 1500 next year to every yes. event so um that's the you know i'm just i'm there for you guys like i'm just listening to pe what people are telling me and trying to get everything that I can. And, and I, like I said, I hope that I can capitalize in the area and, and leave it for no reason for anybody to start another one and <laughs> leave the whole well, area. That's uh, what I appreciate about you, Josh. You look for an opportunity and you seize that opportunity, which is really cool. Um, is there anything that like you want to plug uh, before this is over? I'll put all the websites. I'll put your uh, Facebook link. Everything will be in the show description below in this episode air. So if you want to order some discs, rapid-rivers.com. Um, and I'll also put the link to uh, Facebook. Is there anything that you want to plug? Um, yeah, but just funny, little funny thing. You The website is rapid-rivers because rapid rivers costs three thousand dollars a year and what? rapid dash rivers costs five bucks a year so <laughs> just in case anybody dash and it's it's a dash it's not the word dash which could also be confusing <laughs> with rapid so <laughs> um but the biggest thing is is that the if anybody ever wants to see disc golf if you're interested in disc golf at all um the 25th through the 27th parma new york it's um right outside of rochester the back corner of rochester they are having a pro tour event it's a silver series event there will be 150 male players uh around 30 to 40 female players out um all pro level all top tier pros it's going to be the best chance that you're going to have in this state to see any pro level disc golf there's going to be more vendors there in one area than there has been in anywhere else in the state. So like I said, if you, if there's when is any, that, what is the date for that? Um, August 25th through the 27th and the tickets are 10 bucks. So, okay, so I mean, here's what I'm going to do. I usually record these in bulk and you were going to be my first one in September, but I'm going to switch the order. Okay. So I have someone coming out Friday, the fourth, today's August 2nd, by the way, anybody listening, uh, today's August 2nd. I have my friend Nate's episode coming out August 4th, and then I will release yours the 18th. So this way we can talk about uh, the event that following weekend. Um, okay. This way you got something, something yeah. there to plug. So yeah, for sure. If, if you have any interest in the sport, it's going to be a great time. Live disc golf is super, super fun to watch. If you don't believe me, Google the European Open for this year, and you'll see a few thousand spectators. So this sport is growing huge. It's growing good. Get into it. It's super fun. You don't have to be competitive. Um, 
just go out there and have a good time. That's all we. It's all anybody wants to do, right? Just, just go and have some fun, would you? Something to yeah, find something to love and have fun doing it. That's like, right. Well said, Josh. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. You're a great human being, just like I knew when we chatted uh, months ago at the Clay Open. So thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate your time. You can be doing anything right now, and you chose to be here. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me and, and giving me the opportunity to talk. It's been a, a blast. This is my first interview that I've done on this side. Um, yes. I used to do a lot from the other side when I was in high school and stuff. So. Uh, nice thank you it's nice to have the tables turned right it is i apologize for how bad my audio is from running off my laptop but nah can't even tell dude can't even tell i'm i'm not there yet but don't worry we will be watch out for youtube channels and everything like that because it's coming everything's coming everything's coming you heard it here first on the Corey cast (laughs)